you know, yeah, the nurse. Remember, she was married to like Sandra Bullock's husband. The girl. Or they played, had a daughter the together or something. Did, played Janine, the nurse. Yeah, I'm I did sorry. not know that. Did you hear the that nurse? Did you, you hear the pause? No. The pause. You said, you said San Drubulik. <laughs> San Drubulik. <laughs> San Drubulik. <laughs> sounds like he was just drafted by the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and from Poland, San Drubulik. I am here to play basketball. That's such a stupid thing. All right. I hate this. I hate that we're doing this. All right. <laughs> Drabolic is just really funny as a last name. It's like Gidget. And welcome back to the OC Bitch. It's your favorite podcast, Keeping Up with the Cohens. Back for the holidays. One last time. Although I feel like I said one last time on our actual last episode. One last time, probably for real this time. My name is Ryan Drake, coming to you all the way from Oklahoma City, America, the other OC. And joining me, as always, the Helium Queen. The heiress of Tulsa, the lightweight of the 918. She is <laughs> constipated. She is twinning. She is the mother of the year. It's Chelsea Trinidad. Hello, Chelsea. Hi. I miss you too. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. How's your, you have had a child since we last did this. You've had two, chi- two children. Two childs. Um, it's been, um, y- you know, like my whole life, you talk to other girls and they're just like, oh, I've always wanted to be a mother. And they kind of say stuff like that. And then you did it, and you're like, no, nah, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I always knew I'd have kids, but that just wasn't, like, the focus of my first um, 32 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then we kind of got to a point where we are like, okay, it's time to do it. Let's let's do it, and let's go super hard, and, you know, I guess let's have twins. Um, yeah. So they, the pregnancy was, um, it, it went very smoothly, uh, to be honest, until about the last six weeks. Um, and the reason why those last six weeks were so hard is because I'm a, I mean, I guess listeners, I'm, I'm a pretty petite person. I'm about five, um, 11 and 110 <laughs> pounds normally. Uh, a five, 11, five, one. I'm sorry. One of those Chelsea days. baby um, gap Trinidad. Dribbolic. <laughs> um, apparently, whenever you get a C-section, they literally remove your entire uterus and then just stuff it back in you. So, uh, <laughs> real glad me and my husband were behind the curtain for that whole whole part. It's like trying to put a tent um, back in a tent bag. <laughs> but about 30 minutes later, um, and of course, this whole thing, I barely remember because I was losing consciousness, but apparently my uterus did not contract back. Um, I lost about three liters of blood, which is over what? half of my blood volume. Chelsea, I, like, I understand it's a miracle of life, <laughs> but I'm not insane. leaving this in the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think it's crazy. I almost died. They had to do an emergency surgery on me. They had to do two blood transfusions. Uh, it was pretty traumatic. I didn't get to go home for like five days. I didn't know they had to do emergency surgery. I did not know about this. But I'm here. I... <laughs> Doctors were great. Uh, the twins are doing great. I'm doing great now. It was a rough recovery, but here I am. It was a Christmas miracle. Well, after that extended intro, uh, 
We are also joined by Dylan. Dylan's also here. Hey, it's Dylan. Uh, still here. Still in Oklahoma City. Still a dad. Eloise has five or six teeth now, and unfortunately, my sense of humor. Um, I didn't lose as much blood as Chelsea since we ended the podcast, but I came close. Uh, yeah, so it's the holiday season, and we just could not not let one more Christmas pass without hopping on Zoom and telling each other about our traumatic blood loss. Uh, so here we are. We're doing it one more time. This is the third Chris Mika in a row we've done a podcast, right? It's 2021 and 22. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, it, yeah, it is. So there's no OC content. We we did the OC. It's over. We did it six months ago. Um, can I, wait, can I quickly tell you guys one thing about that final episode? Yes. Um, yeah. So right, we finished recording. I don't even remember, I don't remember when we finished recording. I want to say it was March or maybe April. Mm-hmm. But we continued into releasing into June. I think the first week of June was when the last episode dropped. And a lot of times I have to, as the editor, as the editor, a lot of times <laughs> I, I have to listen back to a lot of the pods to make sure that there I didn't miss something. There's like background noise, especially with Chelsea. There's always dogs barking. There's something going on. So I, so I listen back to chunks of Blood the podcast dripping. after I, before we release them, but after I edit them all, I put them on and I'll like kind of, I'll kind of zip through it. I'll do like a, like an hour show in like 15 or 20 minutes just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I, I got to get a new car in June because I got into a pretty bad car wreck. And the only, the thing I remember what? most about this car wreck is that I was listening to our podcast. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I got hit pretty hard by this other car, it totaled my car. And like the airbag went off, the windows are broken, and you have that moment of like post car wreck of just like you know what I mean. You're looking around, you're like, I, I feel like I can't get out of the seat, but I'm fine. I'm seem like I'm fine, and then I just hear Dylan's voice talking because it was still connected to the Bluetooth. No. Uh oh, you're dead now. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to hell. That's the thing I remember most about this car wreck is that it happened when I was listening to our show and like it happened and for those first few seconds after I like realized what was happening, I just heard Dylan's voice talking about some episode of the OC. <laughs> oh no. Well we both had traumatic last few months then. Oh, I mean man. mine was fine. I ended up getting a new car and it was fine. The, and you got but, two kids. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I'll take that deal. I get bit. But yeah, so we did the OC. There's no more there's no more OC content to be had. Um, although I, I think that we are either have been or will soon be featured on the official OC podcast again uh, with Misha Barton. Misha Barton doing the official OC podcast. I'm excited to see how that goes. We sent some stuff in to them for that. Hopefully they use it. And I'm not just saying that and they end up cutting us. Well, I, I, this is actually a good segue. I have a question for you, Ryan. But before I ask it, I have a statement about myself because it's been a while and I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do air that footage, I have been featured on uh, Welcome to the OC Bitches the same number of times as you because I was on an early episode on a voicemail question. So I'm excited that uh, that you and I have both now been on it twice, potentially. We're contributing a lot to their show. We, we really are. So, so my, <laughs> yeah. my question is, I mean, you kind of buried the lead here. I think that since the podcast ended, one of the biggest things that's happened, you know, notwithstanding Chelsea and I's familial kind of experiences, one of the biggest things for purposes of this podcast happened, and that was you were a freaking guest on welcome to the oc bitches so like what's going on tell us about that how was that experience? <laughs> I like that yeah you, that you compared me being on their podcast to you guys having families <laughs> <laughs> well i'm so interested uh were, were rachel and melinda just wonderful uh yeah so i was on an episode back in i think it 
dropped it the end of August, right? It was covering... Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what episode did we cover? I can't remember which one it was. It's when our numbers went up by 200%. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I know it was at the end of August because when we got our Spotify wrapped for this podcast, it said... It literally... It wasn't there literally a screen that said, like, something crazy happened in the last yeah. week of August yeah. because your downloads went up, like, yeah, 12 million said- percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to go. It was cool because it was like my birthday week. I got to go on their show and talk to them, and I felt like I felt like I did a good job. Uh, you, you I'm still it. waiting for that. I'm still waiting for that callback to be a guest again. The the thing the thing I remember most about that actually was that it was so thrown together in a way that like because they have crazy schedules, obviously. Um, that it was like, hey, we're gonna do this day, and then they'd email me back and say, actually, we're gonna do this day. Actually, can you ask a question? Actually, can you be a guest on the whole show? And eventually it just it was like hey actually we're gonna just record today are you available today <laughs> and i was like yeah i'll be available today but i was like hustling to get home and get everything set up on set up on time it was actually the first time i'd used this new macbook since uh since we ended our show so i didn't i didn't know if anything was going to work correctly and i was just like in such a hurry to, to like get everything set up and be on time that i was so relieved that i got there on time and i, I next thing you know i'm just talking to rachel and melinda and it didn't hit me through like halfway through the episode i was like holy shit i'm like talking to rachel bilson right now <laughs> it was like i had the biggest crush on when i was a kid and oh, it, it didn't really phase me at all until like 45 minutes in when i realized that i was actually talking to them other than that i felt like just talking to you guys well you you killed it if you haven't listened to that episode go check it out listeners those of you who are still sticking around and still have our rss feed on your phones you gotta listen to it uh ryan did an amazing job my only regret was that i didn't give you guys enough credit i i felt like i was taking all the credit and i wish i would have said more about you guys but um Ah, thanks now i get to do that on our our show where no one listens yes except (laughs) one person from sweden apparently according to our stats oh yeah yeah shout out uh dylan dylan What's happening with you? I've I, I got off social media because I think it makes me seem sexy and mysterious. I've been reading a lot of really stupid books and learning a dead language. Um, but I, um, no old Norse. Oh my god! Um, I regret. How do you have time oh, to learn Dylan. old? Norse? You know what? I regret asking you how your life was. Can I just say one thing that happened since we quit recording? Was yes. Dylan and I. Dylan and I won Star Wars trivia. <laughs> we, we, we won Star Wars trivia, and there were. I, I want to make it clear. We went to a trivia night it wasn't even night it was like a trivia early evening it was it was a trivia it was a trivia evening on may the 4th and no the best part is ryan and i show up and it's like me ryan leslie and eloise eloise was of course dressed like princess leia because what Mm -hmm. kind of a father would i be if i didn't exploit my child in that way um, but also there were a whole bunch of kids there dressed up like the Mandalorian and like with lightsabers and stuff. And I didn't care. I just wanted to win the prize and take it from them. And we did. Mm-hmm. Dylan um, got, Dylan literally got every single question, right? It was, it was so fun. I actually, they had a Lord of the Rings trivia night, um, in September and I didn't go because quote, I wanted to make sure that other people had an opportunity to win. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I will. Very, very altruistic I'm of you. I'm just trying to stay humble, y'all. Where do we want to go with this? We were going to talk about our Spotify wrap for both our, ourselves and also our podcast. Um, I don't know, Chelsea, if you had anything else going on that's happening in the world? About me in general? No, other than just being, I mean, not going to bore you guys with the, the funny things that my twins do every day. I have to talk about the fact that every single time I see a picture of your twins, it makes me so happy that you have a twin that looks like a white dude and a twin that looks like an Asian dude. 
but they're still twins. <laughs> it is the craziest thing I've ever seen, and I love it. Hysterical. They're the same amount of Chinese. They're each a quarter Chinese, but one of them has such fair skin, blue eyes, really light hair. And the other one has, you know, eyes and hair and complexion as dark as mine. So they're going to go to school and they're going to have the same last name. And people are going to be so confused because they're going to be like, oh, no, we're twins. And the little like white one is going to be like, actually, I'm a quarter Chinese. (laughs) Isn't that like a movie? Isn't that like a movie trope? Like 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 twins? The Arnold Schwarzenegger? uh, Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. It actually ties into the OC. There's a movie called The Ten. That uh, it's got, if you look at the cast list, it's insane. It's like every actor you've ever loved. But Adam Brody is in it. And mm-hmm. it's about, it's 10 like, short sketches. And each one's about one of the Ten Commandments. And one of them is about these two black twins who think Arnold Schwarzenegger is their father. Oh, <laughs> it's like stuff. How I Met Your Mother. When um, Bar- Barney thinks that, like, Wayne Brady is his, <laughs> yeah, like, I forgot twin. about that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Also... I think legitimately I'm not bullshitting. I think my favorite thing that I watched in all of, as far as TV shows, at least in all of 2022, I swear to God, I'm not kidding, is the reunion season of the real world New Orleans that was on Paramount Plus. Oh my gosh. Oh, really? And huh. You take that. I don't know if you guys ever watched the original, that New Orleans season with like Julie. Uh, who I, I, was he- like- I heard about it. That like I-, I was so far outside of that realm but even i heard about it and so i've been insane (laughs) i swear to god julie stouffer is the most captivating person on television i've seen maybe in my life she's a fucking wild card i could not believe every week we watched that show she managed to top herself she's just so delusional i couldn't stop watching it and it's been my favorite thing i watched this year I mean, that's a perfect segue. Chelsea, what's your favorite thing you watched this year? It doesn't have to be movie, TV, whatever it is. What was your favorite thing this year? Your twins. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the twins. And I guess we talked about Yellow Jackets. Like, if I'm thinking about this year holistically, but we kind of talked about that yeah, at dude, the end that's of the coming back podcast. in March. It's coming back soon. It's like coming a couple months. Oh. I cannot mm. wait. It's hard to tell at this point what came out this year. You know what I mean? Like what I watched mm-hmm. this year, I, the only two that I can think of that I watched this year that I just freaking loved were the rehearsal is a, is, is a masterpiece. The first season of the rehearsal on HBO. Did um, we not talk about that? I guess it came out after our show. And it didn't yeah, it came out after the show. The rehearsal mm-hmm. is like amazing. And then I'm sure I'm going to get hate on this or maybe I won't. I don't care. Um, I really enjoyed the Rings of Power. I loved it. It was fun to watch and I had a good time. Oh, you know what's been fun? White Lotus has been fun. I'm going to be playing the White Lotus theme song at my New Year's Eve party. Hey, the people will hear this by then. Uh, If you're in Oklahoma City, come to the speakeasy New Year's Eve. I'm DJing. It's a 90s, 2000s nostalgia party. Anyway, speaking of things that came out this year, should we... Should we reveal? Reveal is not the right word because I don't think most people care. Should we talk about our Spotify wraps? Yeah, because now I love yeah. Spotify wraps. I favorite. love looking at other people's. I think it reveals a lot. I'm with you, Chelsea. I agree with you, and I get. I guess I get annoyed is the right word. Because I know people who do this who are just like, no one cares about your Spotify wrapped. I'm like, no one cares about your opinion period (laughs) so like just keep sharing them i want to see all of them um and i've just like leaned into it there was a time in my life where i would have been very embarrassed by my uh top five but i'm not anymore i'm 33 i do what i want i'm basic as fuck um i've leaned into it this year because i've had a lot of other stuff going on so like new music discovery hasn't really been at the top of my list um but do you guys want to hear my top five i want to hear your top five i do well number one is taylor swift 
Heck and yeah. I'd venture to say that she was probably the number one on like what sixty percent of people. I swear, like sixty. That. I think it's higher than that. I feel like everyone that I saw posting had Taylor Swift as their top two, at least, and not usually not number two. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, go get it. Like she is, she has seen every um season of just public perception because everyone was kind of like. You know, Kanye did his whole thing where he talked about her on stage. Chelsea, you broke everyone, the rule. Oh, yeah, we weren't supposed to talk about... We had a uh, no Kanye, Kanye, no Trump pact. Ugh, I, I screwed it up. But I, I'm talking about him in the context of Taylor Swift, so okay. a little different. I'll, I'll allow um, it. Lawyered. But uh, just, you know, there was kind of some ups and downs there where she kind of looked like the snake, and then she didn't and then it turned out that the video was edited and all those different things uh, but when it comes down to it <laughs> do any of us even care i listen spoiler alert taylor swift was also my number one we'll get to that in a minute wow i fully love her i've i've come around so far on taylor swift over the last like probably five years i still feel like she was kind of the one in the wrong with that whole video call thing oh yeah well the the thing that stands out to me is she made it all about she was like well he called me a bitch that's terrible and i was like girl any reasonable person like that would be the least concerning thing everyone else would be more offended that he said i think you owe me sex or i think we'll have sex like that was the offensive part of that song it wasn't that he called her that bitch but her entire note was about that and i was like okay that is ringing kind of false guys this is blowing my mind right now i have no idea what's going on <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to take a screenshot, and I can't remember how to do it on this new computer. <laughs> uh, command shift three. Man, shift three. Uh, my number two was Harry Styles. Again, I think that's not very surprising. He released uh, number a good three. album this year. No, Harry Styles um, continues to kill it. Like it, His ascension over the last few years. Three albums, first of all, just in the last five years, I think. That's some good album. Um, and all three of them are great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, good on Harry Styles. Uh, number three is Justin Bieber. Wow. Biebs. That one was surprising when I saw that. Yeah. What are you still listening to from Justin Bieber? What's is your go-to? New, yeah, is it the new stuff? Um, no. You know, honestly, I think that he peaked like five years ago. Oh, the, that with, album? Like, the, with like the major laser, like Diplo stuff? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, number four was Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa's been my number one um, at least once before. So good still for her for it. hanging in there. Um. My number five was the Eagles, and the reason being is they came and did a concert in Tulsa. <laughs> I don't just like chill in my house and listen to Hotel California. No, Chelsea, that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it better. Like, oh, they played a concert, so now they're in my top five played artists of the entire year. That's really well. Funny. I was me and my um, parents and Alex and Blake. We were all listening to it to get pumped up for the concert. So there was like one week where we very intensely listened to the Eagles. I like how you, I like how you're like, but it's not like I was just sitting around in my house listening to the Eagles. That's exactly what you were doing. <laughs> That's that. I wasn't like by. I'm not like by myself, like getting ready for work, like singing Desperado. Wow, Chelsea I mean, is slandering the, for... legal, the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles, the, the Eagles. Eagles, while they were That's also in her Spotify rap top five. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it depends which Eagles songs uh, made it to the top of the list. But mm-hmm. all right, Dylan, what are your top five? I feel like I'm not going to know any of them. Uh, yeah, let's power through this. Bite your tongue. Um, my number one was Penny and Sparrow. I, uh, for similar reasons to Chelsea, I saw them in concert. They're a great band, one, but I saw them in concert. I did their VIP show and like had a whole freaking conversation with them. They're really cool guys. Uh, go see them live if you can. Oh, you they're- got to meet them? I've seen them live. They're very good live. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, 
They're incredible, t- incredibly talented. And um, I'd been talking with Andy, their lead singer on Instagram, because we named our daughter, you know, we named Eloise Eloise in part uh, because we love the Penny and Sparrow song Eloise. And so I got to show him a picture and he was like, dude, that's awesome. Um, and he was really sweet. But um, my number two artist, which Ryan was really excited about, was Bjork. Um, <laughs> I freaking love Bjork. And stop this- saying Bjork. It's Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> I uh well oh my god you just you just t- you just hit my button actually if you're using the proper Icelandic pronunciation that o with the uh, umlau over the top is a, is a u so it's bjork it rhymes with jerk she actually she actually does say she does say in an interview bjork rhymes with jerk um but so I got really into into bjork more than usual because she had a podcast called Sonic Symbolism or she says Sonic Symbolism. Um, make sure you listen to it. She goes through all nine of her 10 albums and talks about what they're about. But her new album was an absolute banger. Um, I freaking loved it so much. Three, it'll be no surprise, uh, the 1975. Um, Ryan um, was really excited to hear that because he loves Matty Healy <laughs> so much. Weird couple of months for that guy. Uh, yeah, he's he's had a weird couple of months for sure. Um, but that album came out when I was on vacation in Maine. And so now whenever I listen to it, I think about Maine. So it puts me in a really great state of mind. Um, number four was Bill Murray for the second year in a row. Um, Bill Murray is doing some crazy stuff. You should um, say it's the band Bill Murray, not the, not actual. Bill yeah, Murray. yeah, the, the band Bill Murray, B I L M U R I. Bill Murray did not make my top five. He did make my top ten. Um, but then number five was <laughs> Townland, um, which is a band that is they're kind of like alt country um, ish folk music. Um, one of my podcast gurus uh matt gorley who does pistol shrimps radio and produces conan's podcast it's his band um but also and chelsea i'm sure your list this year will kind of have this this problem townland is one of the few bands that uh baby eloise would calm down when she heard so they're in my top five because and i think one two three Three of my five top songs are Townland songs because Eloise would stop crying when I played them. Oh, it's hysterical. My friends who, um, because Spotify actually does, it's pretty smart and it knows like, okay, this is kid music. We're going to take it out of the running for your, your um, Spotify rap. Yeah, no, it, it was, it's pretty smart and it does it for some instances, but it does not when it's a part of a, um, like if it's a, a soundtrack. But it will if it's like they they will so it'll take away the backyard again. But it did not take away like we don't talk about Bruno from the soundtrack of Encanto. I am um, I want to correct something that I said earlier because this podcast is nothing if not accurate. Um, Bjork is pronounced Bjork. No, according to colloquial Icelandic, I <laughs> said it was pronounced like U, which it's not. That's um that's a completely <laughs> different diphthong. But the <laughs> O with the two dots at the top <laughs> is pronounced like the I in the English word girl. So it is. Bjork. I feel like Dylan <laughs> oh, has Dylan's secret talent is he has this incredible ability to know what things I'm going to edit out of the podcast, but then he has to bring them up again in a funny way to make sure the original part stays in. <laughs> can't have a callback without the original. You can't. Yeah, great job by you, Dylan. Brian, who was your top five? I, I will say this top five is incredibly on brand for me. It could probably could not be more on brand. My mm-hmm. number five, Harry Styles. We talked about him. He's incredible. Yes. Number four, Casey Musgraves. She's a staple. Uh, number three, 
Weezer for the second year yep. in a row. Weezer makes my top five. Love it. Um, How are you feeling about know. the seasons albums now? Not great. I think I listened to Spring more than the other ones, but uh, they're all just like, yeah. I think I listened to the other ones once, maybe. Yeah. Uh, number two, Blink One Eighty Two. Heck yeah. Which I feel like we should take some time to talk about them. Number one, as I said, Taylor Swift. Midnight's great record. Really into it. Um, got Taylor Swift tickets, which was its own nightmare, but I was one of the survivors of that. So I'll be seeing her next summer Heck yeah. or next spring. Uh, but Blink-182 was my number two this year. And we talk, I feel like we've talked about Blink-182 on this podcast a lot. Enough that we need we to bring about up them a lot, the but, good but news. I started seeing rumors online that there was that they were going to be announcing something in the next couple of whatever. This was in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing more and more rumors, and there was more and more merch stuff starting to get leaked, and then billboards started going up. And Blink One Eight Two is fully back; they're like fully reunited, Tom's going on back, tour, baby, going on tour. Yeah, Tom mm-hmm. is back. Matt is gone. That was like the big topic of the first like week of the reunion. Is like, what's Matt? What's happening with Matt? Is he out? Um, he is out. They seem very happy together <laughs> as a group, mm-hmm. um, and I could not be more thrilled. I do have concerns about they're touring next year because the vibe that I got from this whole reunion thing was that it was, it's like one of those things when you are with your friends and you're like, we should do this. You're like, we should do this. And then suddenly mm-hmm. you're doing it and you're like, fuck this. We should have thought this through more. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. kind of the vibe so... I got. I'm getting from this reunion, but man, with, with Travis coming off of literally being hospitalized this year mm-hmm. from like exhaustion um, mm-hmm. with Tom coming off of like a pain pill addiction <laughs> and yeah. alcoholism and Mark mm-hmm. literally having cancer a year ago, having done chemotherapy. I'm very concerned about the length of this tour. They're, they're going to be on, they're going to be touring literally all next year, like I, I all a, next yeah. year, all oh, over so the many world. Cities. I, so I have a, I have a theory slash kind of a question. I, so I've seen blank and angels and airwaves both. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, you know, one of the things that would annoy me about an Angels and Airwaves show, I mean, it was a good show, but it was the exact same set list every single show. It was like, we're going to rehearse this set list. We're going to go. We're going to play it. We're going to be done. Now that you have Tom coming in from that kind of super rehearsed background, new background, and you have Mark coming back in doing his Mark thing. I mean, do you think they're going to compromise and just do like the same set list uh, for each show or having no? I mean, they're not going to switch. They're not going to fully switch the set list every show, but I feel like they'll probably do a week of this and a week of that or whatever. You have to look at it, and this is the same thing with the Taylor Swift tour. It's like you have to look at the Taylor Swift tour, even though it's called the Eras tour. It's it's a Midnight's tour. Like she's going to yeah. play a lot of Midnight's. Yeah, and I feel the same way with this Blink tour. What do you think of the, the new single? It didn't make my top twenty favorite songs of 2020, <laughs> 2022. Yeah, there is a lot of value in seeing artists in Vegas I feel like and everyone's mm. like oh Ve- you know, it used to be you were performing Vegas when you were over the hill but now they have Adele and Lady Gaga and Bruno Mars and all these people at the top mm. of their game but these shows are just so well produced where yeah. they're they're short they're an hour and a half you're in a great theater no bad seats in the house and they kind of just make them stick to their bangers Yeah. and when you're like me and you're just not the kind of person who wants to stand in a pit all night um, I mean, there is no better way to enjoy music, yeah. in my opinion, at least. So, okay, I, I will. I'm going to say this briefly because mm-hmm. I uh, this has only happened at a few shows I've been to, but it happened at the Penny and Sparrow show. They had like their set list written out, and then they saw someone holding up a sign that just said "Play Bones," and Andy just goes, 
hey, do you want to just play Bones? And they go, yeah, sure. And so they just played it. Like, I mean, that's, I guess, one of the benefits of just having a single guitar player and, a, like, two vocalists. Like, that's all that they have. I feel like it'd be, it'd be hard. Like, the, the, the bigger production value you have and the more kind of aspects to the show there are, the more, I guess, essential it is that you have a plan <laughs> because like i mean mm-hmm. the angels and airwave shows i mean they're 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 super cinematic it's an experience it's not just like tom up there just doing his thing and so i i kind of I, i'm seeing kind of where you're coming from ryan that i mean they may have a little bit of similarities in the set list but blink you can be a little bit more a little bit more fluid but i think something you and i have talked about um quite a bit is because i i love neighborhoods. I think that the first, I think this is something you said that I agreed with, or I said, or, and you agreed with, it was something like that. But the first like four songs on neighborhoods, that's like one of the most impressive, just stretches in oh, the Blink-182 yeah. catalog. It's insane. It's like four, four of their 20 best songs are just in a row on neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just, I liked edging, but I didn't get that vibe from it. It seemed like they were almost trying yeah. to overcorrect a little bit too much. I am also hoping that edging was just a song they threw together to be like, hey, we're back. And it's not actually going to be representative of the album because they're just now recording the album. So, yeah. Um, what other concerts are you guys going to next year? I have Blank and Taylor Swift, I think, are the only ones that are really on the schedule. Oh, and that Death Cab Postal Service tour. Got to go to that. Yes. Got to do that. Okay. So, funny story about that is, um, and of course, this is just like typical mom brain. This just happens now. But I get so excited. I read the Rolling Stone thing about um, Death Cab and Postal Service. Of course, they were like my favorite bands in um, high school and in middle school. So I Google um, Death Cab concert in Tulsa. And I think that they're coming in February. So I get really excited. I buy tickets. And then I find out that they're not doing their transatlanticism postal service until Mm -hmm. like September. And of course, they're not coming to Tulsa. Um, so I'm going to see them in February, but, uh, definitely not the show that I was planning on seeing. So I'll probably get to see them twice. Still worth next it. Year. Still worth it. They're still, still great. worth I saw it. Oh, them totally. This year at the and they're still great. Well, and that's kind of what me and Alex were talking about looking forward to because me and him have always enjoyed traveling. Um, we really like taking big trips. Um, you know, we've gone to the Maldives, Bora Bora, um, you know, Hawaii, just like we love getting out, but obviously with two twins, it's a little bit more difficult. So we were like, let's just do a lot of weekend trips. Um, but we're going to go see, uh, the, uh, Black Crows and Bruno Mars one week in February, which will be really fun. Um, I told you guys about Blink 182 in Madison Square Garden. And then the other trip I'm really excited about is uh, we're going to go see Dead and Company in oh, yeah. Wrigley Field. That'll be cool. Which is going right? to be so. Oh yeah, it's going to it's going to be so cool. You know, John Mayer is um, the lead singer now, so that's like super cool, and that's like two wonderful bands that you know you would love to see. Dylan, can we talk about um, a show that we were at, the My Chemical Romance show in OKC? Oh my gosh! Oh, awesome. I feel like we have very different opinions on this show. Okay. I I think we do because my opinion was that it was freaking awesome. Um, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I think that the thing that I liked most about it is that I didn't expect that they would still be able to put out that kind of energy um, this far in their career. And it was uh, it was very, very scream heavy, which I was a big fan of. And I, uh, as much as I loved MCR, I-, I think I may have shared this, disclosed this on the podcast, but I am a massive freaking Coheed and Cambria fan. 
And that little mini set that they put on you thought, was oh my god, pit, we was, could not be further oh, apart on this. Perfect. I oh my loved god, it. Dylan, you are so wrong. You could oh. not be more wrong about this. Oh, I love it. No, the guy, what's Claudio, could uh-huh. not hit those notes at all. I oh, was yeah, they, like, they play, he needs they to lower. stop. They, I was gonna say they pitched they pitched the songs lower, mm-hmm. and he still couldn't hit them. I couldn't believe how like not good he sounded. Oh, oh man, um, it's a good thing you're hot because you're wrong. And then MCR, I thought MCR was fine, mm-hmm. but for the amount of money we paid for those tickets, I was like, Ugh, if this were three hundred dollars less, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I but will like, say, yeah, I didn't spend like, as much as you did, and so I think that mm-hmm. might be why I am seeing it through rose tinted Amex. His voice also sounds. But he's doing something different. I know he talked about doing something different on this tour. Mm-hmm. He's, he sounds like four octaves higher than he used to sound. And yeah. I just didn't like it. Um, they forgot to play Helena, by the way. That was the big I, walk. Yeah. That was a big controversy. He literally just forgot to play it. And I expected a lot more from MCR as far as like you talked about Angels and Airways being a very theatrical band. I thought MCR was going to have something. They had I, literally nothing. They had yeah. no, they had like some shitty stage backdrop that was like a burning city or something but other than that nothing i i was i was that is one thing i will i will agree i was disappointed with the lack of theatricality specifically because i i mean i got into mcr you know for three cheers for my sweet revenge kind of that was my album but then black parade like that whole tour like that live in mexico city dvd i think live in the murder scene all that stuff that was insane theatrical wonderful and it just it wasn't there um and that was that was kind of disappointing. It was just so great seeing them. Um and and I'm I'm glad that I got to, but uh but I don't know, man. I I love the heed. I am here for the heed. Can I tell you quickly before we go? Can I tell you guys um probably two probably actually three since we're talking about this era of mm-hmm. music, probably the three best bands that I saw this year live. Yeah. Um Phoenix was one. Saw them at Format Festival in Arkansas. Phoenix still goes. If you have a chance to see Phoenix, please see them because they're just one of the best live bands. Two, actually the number one, probably the best, I think the best live band that I've seen now a couple of times and every time I'm like, they're the best live band is The Killers. Everyone yep. needs to go see The Killers. Oh my gosh. Brandon Flowers is I sing The, the Killers to my twins all the time and they love it. It's a hit. What do you, you know sing? The Killers are playing Durant, Oklahoma in March, what? by the way? The Casino? Yeah, they're playing Durant. Oh my gosh. I hey. cannot wait. wait. They're- when are they playing? In March. I might. You Ooh. might see me at that show. They are. I know. A little the- pod reunion. I would not have bought tickets after just seeing them a couple months ago to that to see them again if they were not just the best. I swear to God, they're the best live band. But also one that surprised me a band that I've seen now twice recently, just in the past couple of months that has my favorite song of the year as well. It's a band from that era. Dylan, do you know who I'm talking about? Your favorite song of the year? No. Who are you talking about? Paramore. Dude. Oh. That new single. It's Haley Williams. Haley Williams. Haley Williams is right there with Brandon Flowers now as far as just like best front person for a band. Like she's mm-hmm. incredible live. She's adorable too. She, uh, Paramore was another band. I, I think I may have talked about this like towards the end of our podcast, but I had a playlist of songs that I would play for Eloise on our drive from the house to when she was in, in, in childcare, like that kind of drive. And if she like reacted positively, like cooed or whatever, I would add a song to the playlist. Dude, there was so much Paramore on that playlist. Um, Haley Williams is a machine. And I don't know how you can fit that much power into that small of a person. It's like fitting two mm-hmm. two twins inside of a small person. I don't know if how two twins <laughs> became one. 
Yeah, when two become one. <laughs> By the way, quickly, this is a sidebar, but I said two become one, and it reminds me. I want to tell you all that I had an epiphany this past week, and it's an epiphany I think that is very appropriate for this podcast. I have spent my entire life not realizing that Sporty Spice is the absolute best of the Spice Girls, and I'm ashamed. Melcy? Yes. I spent my life thinking Baby Spice was the best Spice Girl. Thank I think you. because Baby Spice, Emma. Emma Bunton. Okay. Why do I know that? But um, Sporty Spice, hands down, the Spice Girls would not be the Spice Girls without Sporty. See, I've never heard anyone prefer Sporty. Everyone likes one of the other four. Ex- see, exactly. But if you go back and watch the videos, she carries them. She carries them vocally. I love her energy. I'm a Sporty man. I'm a Sporty man now. Could Victoria Beckham sing or did they just put her in the band because she was pretty? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked that because I fell down a <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, so this she, is our this is our get back of 2022. So she she it's hard to to say whether she could or couldn't sing. I've seen in a couple videos where she does sing and she sounds great. But as a performer herself, she was very kind of shy about it. Like in interviews, she would say, "Look, I may not be the best singer, but I go out there and give it all that I got." Kind of that sort of situation. But um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what video it was, but there is one video. It's the one where they're all wearing different costumes and like different characters, sort of like That's the every back- Spice Girl show. Well, no, it's like 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 it, 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 especially that much, like the uh, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back, how they're all like a different monster. It's some kind of video yeah. like that where like one person's an astronaut, another person's this, another person's <laughs> you know that. What I just realized that the Spice Girls are just the village people, but women. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the same the, audience, though. They could still, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the exact same audience. But, but Sporty Spice is the best Spice Girl. Also, I have a very last quick concert plug. Um, I'm only seeing one concert. I'm going to see Coulter Wall at the Criterion in February, but I've started mm-hmm. doing something that, I, uh, that I'm really excited about. And I'm rather than choosing the artist, I'm choosing the venue. And if I'm even remotely interested, I'll go. Yeah, that's, and that, I, that's I respect that. I like that. Th- that venue for me is Jones Assembly. I love the Jones. Big Jones I saw, guy. Did you see Bright Eyes? No, but I heard it was kind of. Oh no, that was a good Bright Eyes show. Then everything after that was a mess. Um. So I think I think that show was kind of a mess as well. But mm-hmm. it's so, so I've seen Connor when he was performing as Connor Oberst. And I've also seen Connor when he was performing as Bright Eyes. And it's hard for me to tell if like how much of it is just the act, the Bright Eyes act. Mm-hmm. Because when he played as Connor Oberst, when he just, you know, Connor Oberst, the Mystery Valley Band, he killed it. It was just like, it was like seeing a non-shitty Ryan Adams sort of thing um, versus mm-hmm. Bright Eyes. It was just like he was dancing around, acting really drunk or being really drunk, forgetting, drunk. Li- forgetting lyrics to his songs, walking off stage and not coming back. Stuff like that. The reviews for some of those shows were bad, but especially the one from the uh, the emo festival in Vegas. If you just oh, find yeah. anything find anything about Bright Eyes from that festival, it's all negative. Um, sh- another thing that happened in 2022 was that two of the Spice Girls, Emma and Mel B, were on the circle. That was a highlight of the year. Mm. And also, Jerry Hallowell is I I'm very very into the Formula One reality show on Netflix, <laughs> and that uh, Jerry Hallowell is the wife of the Red Bull principal guy that coaches the red bull team so she's just on the show all the time it's a great time oh wow i didn't realize that also in that same vein one thing that i was going to bring up a minute ago that i forgot was that mark hoppus from blink 182 one of my favorite things of this year is 
an extension of the Kravis marriage is mm-hmm. that Mark and oh, his wife Sky, yeah. Mark and his wife Sky just hang out with the Kardashians now. Like it's That's all on their Instagram. So, so I follow funny. Sky on Instagram and they're hanging out with the Kardashians quite a bit. <sighs> I have leaned into just, I am very into the Kardashians. I'm wearing Skims pajamas right now. I have um, Skin by Kim uh, lotion on my face. At the I'm moment. wearing Kim's like, skin right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I They, uh, like Taylor Swift, they've had their ups and downs. But right now, I think that the only correct opinion is you have to respect what they've done. No, I've always felt that way. I love the Kardashians. Big fan. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. much of the new show on Hulu. No, it seemed like it's basically the same show and it's going to continue being a juggernaut for as long as they want it to be. So good for them. The new show is pretty spectacular. It's better than uh, the production value is definitely better than the E show. The only thing that is a bummer is, I mean, Scott is like not in the second season mm-hmm. and it it's a bummer to me. I think they, I, I liked a little bit of male energy on the show um, but now it's just exclusively about Chris and all the sisters. Um, and, you know, I was I was watching old ones and it was so fun when Brody and Brandon were on the show, too. <laughs> I love Brody. Like Jenner. there was a good I mean, there was like a fun era where it was like Lamar and Scott and Rob and Brody and Brandon. I forgot about and, Lamar. And I do miss that. <laughs> I forgot about mm. Lamar. That's Lamar when I way watched better it. than Tristan for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, and you might know more about this, Chelsea. I'm wondering if any part of the next, because they're filming, they've been filming for a couple of months, right? Season mm-hmm. three. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if any part of season three will touch on the Blink-182 reunion, because that would be maybe, that would just be all the worlds colliding for me. That- I'm sure, because I think that they're good about giving you what they know the audience wants to see. Like, everyone was nervous about whether they were going to include Pete or not after they broke up. <laughs> And yes, they gave us Pete. They gave us Pete at the Met and they let him say some funny things. It was great. They, you know, kept the integrity around that. I was just going to say, we almost made it through an entire holiday episode without mentioning Pete Davidson. He's on a roll. Yeah. It's like those pictures of him at um, Madison Square Garden with uh, Emrata. I mean, Alice is like, has anyone ever been on a better hop hop streak? And I don't think so. Blink-182 on that four four song run (laughs) that we talked about earlier. Ryan Ryan Drake, when he goes to his (laughs) festivals. That's right. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I'll accept it. I don't either. Um, Anything. I think I think I got it all out of my system. What about you guys? I think I did too. Yeah. You good? I got, I got to I got to speak Icelandic on the podcast. I got to mm-hmm. talk about being barfed on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll I, uh, probably edit that out. It's it's okay. Wait, this or that? See, yeah. I'm just I'm gonna call. This is a general catch-all callback to everything <laughs> I said. Dylan's two-minute callback where he just re he just like re re reads us the transcript so, of the show we just recorded. Now the the one thing that I have to say though is and I think I speak for all of us, I'm going to just say that I do, is I know you were, you were, you were wondering when you woke up um, on this wonderful Christmas Eve morning, um, man, I just wish I could have a little bit of time with Ryan, Dylan, and Chelsea to find out what <laughs> stupid things they've been thinking about this year. That would be a Christmas miracle. And so I just want you to, to, to sit back, relax, and realize that in 2022, miracles do happen. And happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmaka. We hope that you have a great Christmas Eve. Remember to leave uh, milk and cookies out for Sandy Cohen. Milk. 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 Remember to leave out milk and mac and cheese um, <laughs> for, for Santa Cooper. Um, she's right. At, she's outside. That's how she can always see what you're doing. Uh, but 
<laughs> but that's uh, I think that's all I got. You guys, Marissa Claus, Marissa Claus. <laughs> I got. Uh, no, don't email us. Don't follow us on Instagram because we're not there anymore. Uh, I do occasionally respond to the DMs that we still get. Um, but yeah, OC content's done. I'm going to say I'm 99% sure we're not going to do another show, but I'll leave that 1% open for interpretation. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, anything else? Uh, thanks for tuning in. There you go. We're done. Goodbye. We'll see you next year, maybe. Bye. Bye.